tonight I want to look at some angelic visitations. Four times during the Advent, stories of angels play a decisive part in the narrative of the Messiah's coming. And Advent simply means the arrival, the beginning. So I want to look at four quick things. Zacharias, Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds. And just see what was going on. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 1. I need to find my notes. I start at verse 13. It says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And we'll stop right there. Just a few verses before that, he prayed. Or the angel said in verse 11, your prayer has been heard. So they were praying for a child. Yet the first thing in verse 12, it says, when Zacharias saw the angel, he was startled. He was gripped with fear. So where I started reading, the angel said, don't be afraid. That, that sort of repeats itself in the narrative here of Christ's birth as well. Don't be afraid. But when we have that angelic visitation, when God shows up, sometimes there's fear that grips us. It's a it's not a runaway and hide, but it's almost um, we're not holy enough for God to come visit us. When you talk to someone, when you share Jesus with them, the first thing they want to do is tell you how bad they've been, how bad they are, how, <laughs> you know, I'm not worth the time or the trouble. But with Zechariah, he doubted that God would do this. Verse 18, he said, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And I don't know if you remember the story, but the angel told him, You're going to be quiet for nine months. When you speak out against God, sometimes he makes us a little quiet. <laughs> and God shut his mouth. So he was making gestures. He came out of the Holy of Holies. He, went, he was in a place where he's supposed to be ministering to God and meeting God. And yet when he met God or met the angel, he, he was startled. So Some people come to the altar and God just shows up in a mighty way. But sometimes we're, we're afraid. When I was growing up, I was afraid to go down to the altar to give everything to Jesus because, and I see a few missionaries in the house today, I did not want God to call me to be a missionary in different parts of the world. Right? I love American food. Uh, I love the comforts of home. I've I've been on missions trips, and thank the Lord, every missions trip, we've at least had a roof over our head. 
sometimes electricity, sometimes not, sometimes air conditioned, most of the time not. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Why was I afraid? Why was I afraid to just say, Lord, here it is. I give you my all. Zechariah, Lord, how can this be that you're going to give us a child? But yet they prayed for a child. So when the answer came, he's like, how, how's it going to happen? And, but we know with John the Baptist, he was born. He did come. But we're fearful. We're fearful to hear. I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what God is trying to work in your life. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the answer. Sometimes the answer is no. <laughs> Sometimes the answer is wait. We all want that third answer, yes. And sometimes we want that yes right now answer. The, I, I think the yes and no are a lot easier than the wait. Because no, I can accept it and move on. Okay, Lord, what else? You know, I'll pray about something else. But the wait, knowing that promise is there, not seeing it take place. It drove Zacharias to the place where he doubted how God could even do it, that what, how God could work things out. The second one was Mary. Mary said, we know the angel appeared to her, and she was afraid, said, fear not, right? But she didn't say, Lord, uh, her question was not if God can do it, sort of what Zacharias was. It was, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but she said, even so, Lord, let it be. I, in other words, it's that faith that we have. Appeared to Mary. Mary said, you know, you're going to have to work it out. I'm just going to trust you. I'm your servant. With God, the Bible says all things are possible. Mary, startled by the angel, awed by being chosen by God, but accepted her role in what God wanted her to do. When God speaks, when God speaks into our heart, it may not be what we design for our life. It might be that God wants us to go to that neighbor that is mean, that is not nice to everybody that builds his fence on everybody else's lawn but their own <laughs> and just be a friend to them. Most people that are mean and angry and I, I'm not speaking from experience, okay? Just let you know. Most people are simply lashing out from a hurt from their own life in some way or another. Many are just miserable because they don't have Jesus. Some are miserable or upset or dealing with issues that they faced in their own life. But everyone deserves our love. Everyone deserves and has the love of God ready if they would just receive it. God desires to pour His Spirit out on all flesh. Mary said, Lord, here am I. Do it, do it, do your will. I'm an obedient servant. Now, pastor talked about the virgin birth. I won't get into that 
tonight. You can watch the tape if you didn't see it this morning. But powerful how God chose a young girl who had never known a man to be the earthly mother of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the key simply is he had to be born a man for him to sacrifice his body, his life, his shed his blood for our salvation. The next one is Joseph. Joseph obeyed without question. He said, Lord, I will do it. Let it be. In Matthew 1.18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus was as followed after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was mindful to put her away secretly. But while he thought about it, so the angel hasn't appeared yet. He knows all this, and he's planning all this. The angel shows up. Joseph, son of David, look at those words. Do not be afraid. Take Mary as your wife, for what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save, their, save them from their sins. Let me just say, I don't know about you, but if, if that were to happen in my life, I would need an angelic visitation to let me know how to handle that situation. <laughs> I would need God to come in a mighty way, right? And say, this is, this is me. This isn't just the little lie she's telling. This is the truth. That had to happen. But with Joseph, many times we read in Matthew where the angel spoke to him or in a dream he was spoken to and he obeyed to the point where the wise men had come and visited, and that night, in a dream, Joseph was warned to flee and go to Egypt. And it says he got up right away and went. He didn't wait for an opportune time. Basically, he got up that night, packed everything up, him, Mary, and the baby, and they went to Egypt. Because we know Herod, the evil king, went and killed Babies two years and under in that region. And if he had not obeyed God at the right time, God would have done something, I'm sure, but he, God knew Joseph would obey. You and I have to be at that place where when God speaks, and I'll raise my hand first, I am not the best at being quick to say, okay, Lord. I'm the, I'm the quickest to say, Lord, give me another sign. Here's, I think of Gideon. I have to lay that fleece down, and this time everything around it's going to be wet, and the fleece is going to be dry. And then the next time, you know, oh, Lord, the next night. Now this is going to be wet, everything, you know. That's, that's sort of me. It's, not, it's more fear than it is doubt. But these angels all said, do not fear. I think the, the 
presence of those angels was so powerful, so brilliant. It was, they were in awe. They were in a place, uh, I mean, you had to be shaking in your boots for God to show up. When the Spirit of God moves in our services, there are people that are actually afraid. They're afraid because maybe my sin will be revealed or maybe somebody will uh, do something crazy. I don't, you know, I don't know what your fear is. That Some people might fear the Holy Spirit might jump off of them and onto you and you'll do something you don't want to do. Don't ever worry about that. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. But let me say this. Let's not be afraid to get into his presence, to go deep with God, to walk with him, to be with him, to let him speak into our life and our heart. The more, the older I get, the more I realize my obedience makes things a lot easier in my life. My obedience to the Spirit of God, man, it's so much easier to walk with God than to fight against God. To take the step He desires me to take than it is to hold back and wait. Go after God with everything. The last group, and I, I went through quickly on the first three because I have some insights with the shepherds that I want to share tonight. Luke chapter 2. If my Bible will load there. Every Christmas, we read this story to our family before we tear into all these presents that are under the tree because we want to remind everybody what we're doing. So we read the, the narrative here in Luke chapter 2. But I want to concentrate on the shepherds. In verse 8, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Now there were... In the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And what? They were greatly afraid. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not an appearance. That's not something you see every day. So you're going to be fearful. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. We'll stop right there. Have you ever wondered what is the deal with the swaddling clothes? And what are they? Well, first of all, they're basically strips of cloth. And it's believed that in this region that there were shepherds whose sole purpose was to raise sheep for temple worship. They were to raise spotless lambs to be offered as sacrifice at the temple in Jerusalem. Some scholars call them Levitical shepherds, that they were of the tribe of Levi and they watched over their sheep. Part of their job was to make sure when those sheep, they would breed those sheep so there was no spot on them because they needed a pure lamb to sacrifice. When those lambs were born, they had to protect them to make sure they weren't damaged, injured, hurt in any way. And 
they would take priestly cloths that basically priestly garments that were no longer in use and they would rip them and make strips of cloth to wrap those lambs in. Those lambs that are born would be without blemish and they would wrap them to protect them in the cloth. They would also have particular areas where those lambs would birth those sheep. So when the ewe was ready to birth, they would take them into a little cave and birth them. Now, verse, we left verse 12 up here. You said, you'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, this is no take-it-to-the-bank guarantee. This is some I've read and some I've surmised myself, and you can make your own summation. But how did those shepherds know where to go unless Jesus was in one of those birthing places that they knew of? Remember, we read in the story, they, they went to this manger, they went to this cave to have this baby because there was no room for them. There was no place for them. To me, it's not coincidence that Jesus ends up in this similar place, that when the angel tells them, you'll find the babe wrapped in cloths lying in a manger, the symbolism in that shepherd's mind was pretty clear. This is someone born for sacrifice. This is someone, because, go, can you go back one verse there's born to you in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So those shepherds go, they know right where. If you go to verse, uh, let's see, 14, I believe. Do I have that on there, brother? Yeah. The angel said, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away into heaven, the, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this that has come to pass, that the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. That tells me they went right away. That the message came and they knew right where to go. Verse 17, Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. What were they marveling about? What was this great thing. Here's a bunch of shepherds. An angel appears. There's a Savior born. He's in a manger wrapped in cloths. There had to be a little bit more of the story than just finding a babe that didn't find a, a hospital to be birthed in, if you will. But I believe those strips of cloth signified to those shepherds, this is someone that's going to give himself. If we keep going, Verse 19 says, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And you've heard the song this Christmas season, Mary, did you know? 
she knew. She knew what was coming. Because we read in the rest of this chapter how they take Jesus to be circumcised on the eighth day. And the prophetic word that's spoken over her by Anna, the prophet, by uh, uh, Simeon. There's no mistake of where Jesus was born, how he was born, how things were done, how he was wrapped in cloths. He was the spotless lamb. Those shepherds would take those lambs to the priest who would examine that lamb to make sure there was no blemish, there was nothing wrong with them. There was no blemish in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He lived a sinless life. He was perfect man so that he could be the perfect sacrifice for us, to give himself for us. I think there's so much more. We, we have no idea how deep some of this goes. But we have a God who loves us. You know, I believe that long before I knew any hardly anything, because he is our Lord and Savior. He is our King. He is our Lord. So I have a few sayings. Zacharias, when you're looking for certainties in an uncertain life, like Zacharias, God is speaking. Will we believe it? When you're called out of the crowd for something special like Mary, will we answer it? When your life seems out of control, can you imagine Joseph? (laughs) Will we say, yes, Lord, and obey? When your world is spinning too fast and furious like the shepherds, be assured God wants you to announce the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in this lost world. Will we share it? Those shepherds were not ashamed to declare what they had seen. Let's not be ashamed.